Okay, June, we're on the recording. All right. Um, let me, um, oh, I'm standing up, stretching, smiling, mm, resetting, rebooting. Okay. Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with June Cotner. She's the author of 27 books, including the best-selling Graces, Bedside Prayers, and Dog Blessings. Her books altogether have sold nearly one million copies, and her newest book is Say a Little Prayer, a Journal, which was published by Chronicle Books. June's latest love and avocation is giving presentations on adopting prisoner-trained shelter dogs. In May 2011, she adopted Indy, a chocolate lab Doberman mix, a Labradobi, from the Freedom Tales program at Stafford Creek Corrections Center in Aberdeen, Washington. And June works with Indy Daly to build on the wonderful obedience skills that he mastered in the program. And I know she has some wonderful stories to tell us about Indy. She's also a graduate of the University of California at Berkeley and is the mother of two grown children. She lives in, how do you say this, June? Polsbo? I live in Polsbo. Washington, yes. with her husband and her critters. Um, she's into yoga, hiking, and playing with grandchildren, and her website is www.junecotner.com. That's J-U-N-E-C-O-T-N-E-R.com. Welcome to the show, June. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate uh, being on your show, and um, I, I just look forward to it. I'm delighted, and I can't wait to hear how you came up with the book Dog Blessings. We're going to talk about that first. And then let's finish up talking about Freedom Tales and the the prison program. I think that's fascinating. Okay. So Sounds so good. yeah. So what? Why did you write Dog Blessings? So tell us about this. Be- uh, and by the way, everyone, it's a beautiful book. Absolutely beautiful. It's poems, prose, and prayers celebrating our relationship with dogs. So why did you write this, Jim? I um I've made a, a career of doing anthologies that are collections of prayers, uh, poems, and prose, and I've, I wanted to always do one related to dogs. And so I talked with my agent, and uh, she actually talked with um, a publisher, New World Library, who was really interested. And the reason I wanted to do it is I really wanted to honor and celebrate the ways in which our dog companions bless our lives. Um, I I just uh, regard dogs as so important in my life, mm-hmm. and and I've always had a dog, and and the brief times that I have not had a dog, such as when my two senior dogs recently passed on, it just felt like my life wasn't complete without a dog in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. You know, and I, I know you've probably had a lot of dogs in your life. I have, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so I know dogs are a big part of your inspiration. Um, can you tell us more about your puppies? Yeah, I sure can. Um, Indy came from the Freedom Tales program, and as you mentioned, which is in Aberdeen, Washington. And I found, you know, after our two dogs passed, I, um, you know, start going on Pet Finder and putting in Labrador Retriever mm-hmm. and. Um, and then through doing that, I came across there was a link over to the Freedom Tales program. And I thought, this sounds just wonderful. So yeah. 
um, my husband and I had the opportunity to go over there and actually see the dogs in training. And so my husband wanted a little bit larger dog. I was kind of leaning toward a small one. But we ended up uh, getting Indy, and he's um, he's now a year and a half old, and he weighs 65 pounds. Oh, boy. That's a good-sized puppy. He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So um, yeah, I think you said that the prisoners train for over two months. Yeah. What what's his background? How do they come up with it with Indy and Yeah, it's very interesting. Um there um the the a woman, um, Deb Blake Thomas volunteers all of her time as a trainer. Mm-hmm. And um after each two month segment of training, she goes around to animal shelters within a hundred mile radius looking for dogs that she think would really be good in the program. She also looks for dogs that are kennel stressed, and she thinks, you know, of course, they need to get out of the shelter and that she knows that they would do a lot better. And so she just um, she just has kind of an intuitive feel because um, that she brings in 16 dogs every session, and at the end of two months, they're all adopted. Wow. And these are normally dogs who would have been put down. And so... Not only, of course, is she saving lives, the prisoners are saving lives. It um, brings um, a real sense of calm to the prison. I had the opportunity to talk with uh, two of the inmates, and um, if we have time you know, to talk about that later on, it, you know, there are just really some moving stories that, that, that they told me. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm in love with this program. It just sounds fabulous. It um, is. <laughs> yeah. I, I know they have a website of their own. Let's go ahead and give that to folks now if they want to go look that up uh, while we're talking about it. And it is freedomtails.net. So F-R-E-E-D-O-M-T-A-I-L-S, like a doggy tail, dot net. Um, so if any, if the, our listener wants to uh, check that out, they can go there. Um, and we will get back to that later because it's completely fascinating. I love okay. it. Yeah. Um so your book was published in October, the same month of St. Francis of Assisi's annual feast day celebration. I love that. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Can you tell us about the blessing of the animals that happens in early October? Yeah. Um, many churches do a blessing of the animal service. Um, and uh, one year, uh, and I can't remember, it was probably about Five or six years ago, I happened to be in New York at the time they were doing the Blessing of the Animal Service at the Cathedral Church of St. John the Divine. And it was just really one of the the best services because people brought all their animals, whether, you know, they would bring llamas and eagles Whoa. and snakes you know, in addition to cats and dogs and birds. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't know how they coordinated exactly, but they had an animal, uh, they had a camel come in, they had an elephant come in. Wow. And I heard that with the elephant that they um, started, oh, a couple miles out and walked through New York City to get to um, the cathedral church. Wow. Yeah, and... and yeah, and it was just amazing. There were so many calm cats also oh, in the I audience. Oh, I that you would think, yeah, that uh, they'd be going insane. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. that's fabulous. Wow, I just I have such an image of that. And then in the cathedral, in the church, you know, they're actually in the church. 
Um, and, and by the way, everyone, that's in New York City, in New York. And uh, and then all these amazing animals. What a wonderful celebration of the contribution that animals make in our lives and to the planet. Yeah. And that we can give back by blessing them and feeling gratitude for them and, you know, and all of that. I think it's just so amazing. It really is. It really is. Wow. So let's talk about your book, Dog Blessings. So I love this book. It is absolutely beautiful. And uh, it's very, very sweet. Um, tell us a bit about some of the themes in the book and, and a bit more about it. Um, uh, yes. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't quite hear the last question. Oh, uh, let's talk about some of the themes of themes. the book okay. of, dog, of Dog Blessings. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I wanted to try and, and capture everything. Um, when I um, have a new project, I send out a call for submissions to my 700 contributors. And at that point, I don't quite have all the chapters figured out. I like to see what comes in. Mm-hmm. And then I start seeing certain poems and prayers that kind of work with the same theme. Mm-hmm. And then, so 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 I really wanted to find themes that reflected every phase of a dog's life, from the fun of watching a zesty young puppy at play. And then there are some pieces that move me so deeply about the utmost compa- compassion we have in caring for an elderly dog. And so I really wanted to find um, pieces that show how dogs bless our lives in so many ways, you know, from their loyalty and faithfulness, um, how they help even raise our kids, and then how we constantly seem like we're always laughing over their um, many quirks, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll bet you've had some fun stories about quirky dogs. Yes, I have. I yeah. have. I remember when I mentioned that the two senior dogs passed, um, you, you just reflect back on the times they were puppies. And one friend came over and took a look at our yard, and he says, you don't have dogs. You have, you know, you have gophers in dog, in dog suits. <laughs> <laughs> gophers in dog suits. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was so cute because we did have quite a few holes. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yes, I could tell there. One of their favorite activities. So, yes, yes. Uh, somebody told them they could dig to China. Um, maybe they... <laughs> Remember, did you do that when you were a kid? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did. I was kind of a tomboy, so I did yeah. do a lot of kind of a lot of adventuresome things. I think. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh boy. Um, so um, so let's talk about how readers can use your books. And I actually would love for you to do a reading from your book. Oh, I would, <clears throat> I would love to do that. Um, yeah, there are um, a lot. Of, it turns out that actually um, even though the chapter on partings, there's just one chapter on partings, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people end up buying the book to honor a dog who has recently passed. Uh. And, um, and so there's a really nice section on... Um, you know, on partings and even pieces that you can use for uh, memorial services. But um, one poem I really like a lot is one called Lessons from Joanne Hurrah Stacy. And, okay. and this is it. Okay. Uh, if I greeted everyone happily instead of eyeing with distrust, if I didn't pass judgment but accepted all, if I listened intently with understanding in my eyes, 
if I brought comfort all the time, no matter what, if I loved unconditionally, without reservation, if I lived life more simply instead of worrying so much, if I played tirelessly and didn't work so hard, if I made people smile just by my presence in the room, if I experienced true joy at the little things in life, then I'd be the perfect friend just like my dog. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah, I do too. Oh, think what better people we would be if we were dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I know. When I grow up, I want to be a dog. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And, boy, that really said it, didn't it? Just beautiful. Wow. There's another wonderful passage in here. It's from Dr. Bernie Seagal. Yeah, um, you know the the author of Love, Medicine, and Miracles. Do you want to share that one with us? Sure, too? I would love to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so his piece, you know, he likes to talk about dogs as spiritual messengers, mm-hmm. and and his piece, <clears throat> I think, is really profound. And here it is: I believe all creatures are God's masterpieces, but I also think most members of the human race could use some spiritual touching up by the artist. Dogs definitely play a part as spiritual messengers to help with that touch-up. Dogs are healers. They are enlightened. They seem to have figured out how to live beautifully so much better than we humans have. While we struggle to figure out why we were put here on earth, all a dog wants is to love and be loved. A powerful lesson for us all. Mm. Oh, that is brilliantly put. And that's yes. true. They are healers. They are teachers. Um, you know, they're here to open our hearts, to touch us, to um, to inspire us, to comfort us, and to help us share love, to really yes. be in touch with love. Yes. Oh, beautifully, beautiful put. Oh, I love this. Hmm. So um, can you tell us a funny story about anything that's happened? Well, <clears throat> probably, yeah, I've got a, Indy is, is generally a very calm dog, but he absolutely adores my grandchildren. Oh. And so he just has so much enthusiasm when they come over. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, I'm pretty good at getting him, even with being so enthusiastic, to get him to sit and wait when they come in. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cute. Um one day when they came over, they decided to go around to the back, and Indy was still in the house. Mm-hmm. And he was so excited that there was just like a little opening of, oh, I don't know, 18 inches by 18 inches. Mm-mm. He just blasted through our dining room window, oh. threw out the screen. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he just wanted to play with them so much. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, and then another one is that um, we had the opportunity to be on two TV shows mm-hmm. um, to talk about um, the Freedom Tales program. Mm-hmm. And on the first show, he was very calm, which I expected. Mm-hmm. And then on the second show in Seattle on um, New Day Northwest, um, just as we were ready to go on stage, um, the production assistant asked me, she said, will he bark at all? I said, oh, no, he's a very calm dog. Uh-oh. Well, my grandchildren <laughs> were in the audience, and he figured out that very, very quickly. And he's actually, start, you know, he's really normally a quiet dog, but he just started yelping and yelping, and um, the host handled it so well, she said. When you hear 
barking, you know that's good news. It means we have a dog here. and <laughs> a dog just, in the house. <laughs> yes, right, right. So. <laughs> I love that. And I could just I could just tell, you know, he's in there, he's doing his thing, and all of a sudden, my favorite people are here. Oh, my right. God. And he could hardly contain himself. Oh, he really was so his favorite, excited. His favorite kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, so, yeah, and yeah. then that was the one I was really reluctant to send the clip to friends. The first one where he's very calm, I sent it to all my friends. And then so people started asking me about it. And I said, oh, okay, I'll send it to you. You Because know, I, I was feeling embarrassed. And they said, oh, no, that is funny and it's so natural and it's so human. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's great. I love it. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. And everyone, Dog Blessings really is a lovely, lovely book. You might want to check that out. Um, it's very, very touching. And like you said, you can use it for so many different things. Um, from bringing in new dogs to blessing a do- new animal, um, all the way through to the partings, you know, for memorial service or, you know, as a way to honor a life well lived. So, okay, June, let's switch gears. Okay. Let's, um, and by the way, oh, oh, uh, your website, let's give them that one more oh. time. It's com, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say J U N E C O T N E R dot com. Okay, now let's talk about Freedom Tales. Uh, so Freedom Tales is the program we we spoke about a moment ago. It's um, a Stafford Creek Corrections Center uh, prison program that takes, uh, well, I'm going to let you tell us. Tell us about this program and uh, a little more about that. Yes, um, it started, um, it was actually the first program of its kind in Washington State. There had been some other programs um, throughout the country, and we actually do have <clears throat> another program where they train service dogs. But in this oh, wow. case, this program is where they taught dogs who would normally be euthanized, and they figure by teaching them good commands that it makes the dogs much more adoptable. Mm-hmm. And so they first started off, um, the program has been running for about two and a half years, and they first started off with eight dogs and one housing unit. Wow. Um, it was so successful that they now have 16 dogs. And when the dogs first come into the program, um, they wear um, and they they wear orange scarves, which means oh. that the dog is new. And even though there are 16 dogs, you know, teamed with 16 prisoners, and they also have backup walkers, mm-hmm. that the other um, prisoners know that that they aren't supposed to at that point touch the dog until oh. they know how the dogs are doing. Oh. And and then they graduate to a yellow scarf with when they figured out the dog's temperament. It means the other prisoners can ask for permission to pet the dog. And then so that means there's also a lot of interaction going okay. um, throughout the prison. And then uh, finally they wear a, a green scarf when they're ready for graduation, and Aww. it means they're ready to go. And so there are just a number of great things about the program. Um, the, the, they, they, when they come out of the program, they know quite a few commands. They know sit, and then sit, stay, and then down and then down stay and stand mm-hmm. and then stand stay they can do heal return to heal and leave it mm-hmm. and i i particularly love the command leave it 
We had never used that um, with our other dogs. I, I don't know. It just never, I guess, occurred to me. But it is just a really handy command. Um, one of the trainers mentioned that, say, if one of your prescription pills should go on the ground and you don't you know, want the dog to get it, or if you have a little tiny battery that falls, yeah. um, just yeah. already saying leave it has has really been uh, beneficial for Indy because he really honors that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you a really funny story. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I was teaching Einstein, my not-so-miniature schnauzer. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, uh, he was supposed to be, be about 15 pounds, and he topped out at around 28. So, Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, wow. I know, I know. I got everything for a up-to-20-pound dog when I first got him as a puppy, uh-huh. um, and he outgrew it all within about four months. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, anyway, my uh, my puppy... I was teaching him the leave it command, which I highly, highly encourage everyone to do for their dogs. And um, and he he really had it down. I mean, I could leave something really tasty, you know, right there for him that he would normally just go nuts for. Right. Um, and tell him to leave it, and he wouldn't touch it, you know, until I gave him permission. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, or told him, okay. And so I was thinking, you know, this would be fun to do a video of so I could share it with, you know, my my people and um and so i got the camera and i'm doing the thing and i've got there's this treat right there on the edge of the you know couch and Uh and i told him to leave it and we're doing the la 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 la, doing the wait and see you know what's he going to do thing Uh um and uh and we're doing so good and all of a sudden he darted in snatched it and took off (laughs) (laughs) i had to yeah the the video was scrapped it was like oh crap oh that is so funny. <laughs> well, I guess we have a little more work to do. <laughs> that is so cute. That's he funny. was doing really good. And yeah. then he was like, oh, I think I've waited long enough. Okay, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine, 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 mine. Okay, I'm gonna, and I can run faster than you. So, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, the leave it command is so critically important because, you know, and, and he, I use it for leave it, like if he sees a cat and he, he loves cats, wants to play with them, but if I'll, if I tell him, leave it, you know, then he knows to walk on. Right. Or, or if he finds something that smells tasty that he would like to eat when we're out walking and I can't get to him in time, I say, leave it. And he goes, oh, okay, and he leaves it. Oh. You know, so uh, there's so many things you can use that command for. Right. And then, <clears throat> when, Andy, life. Yeah, and then when Andy came out of the program, um, it turned out he was just so um, attractive to motorcyclists and skateboarders. Oh. oh, yeah. And to the point where he was just way too powerful for me. Ah. And so um, so actually the trainer suggested that I um, take a water bottle and just squirt him a little. Oh, and yeah. And he hates it. So mm-hmm. now it works out so well. I just uh-huh. have the water bottle. I don't even have to use it. But when we see a skateboarder or a motorcyclist, he's able to sit. I'll say leave it, and he doesn't lunge anymore. That's ab- That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. and for me, too, with added training, I've found that um, Caesar Milan shows the dog whisper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's just excellent. Um, you know, because initially I thought, well, boy, I've got this really large dog um, to continue training. And yeah. I thought that was a challenge. But when you watch the dog whisper, there's problems with a lot of very small dogs yeah. and they can be quite aggressive at time and I yeah. 
I, you know, it's just so helpful to have his techniques that they've really have helped me a lot. Yeah, but, you know, as he says, it's, you know, he can rehab the dog. The dog's not the problem. It's training the people. Right. You know, right. To, to give proper signals and commands and to reward what we really want. Yes. And to be clear in our request. You yes. Know, to create boundaries and stability and and all of that important stuff. And that's really. You know, it's really the secret to working with with dogs and, and yeah, any animal, yeah. and for living a good life, because that that translates to all of our relationships, whether we're two legged or four. Right, you know? right. So, yeah, yeah. In fact, it seems to me I, I, I'd like to hear a little more about um, the inmates. You know, so uh, how how does it change them, or does it uh, to work with dogs? Yeah, I I really you know appreciate the opportunity where they let me interview two of the inmates mm-hmm. and. One was a fellow who'd been in the program since the beginning, and they usually like to take one dog in who has the possibility to be trained as a special needs dog to, um, say, help a person um, with multiple sclerosis. That would be uh, one example. Wow. And this, as this fellow was talking to me about the, 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 the training, um, he just started tearing up because actually when the dog... Um, got out of prison and worked with the person with MS, the the person fell down and the dog knew exactly what to do. Wow. And and so these these inmates know they're making a big difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And then another fellow who was ready to release in just a week after being uh, in prison for 20 years, mm-hmm. he said that he really regarded himself as antisocial up until he became involved in the dog program. Wow. And he said he basically would be forced to interact with others because, as I mentioned, the inmates have to ask for permission to pet. And then he was also encouraged to bring his dog around uh, to supervisors of the prison, to guards, and so there's a lot of interaction there. And then after he got out of prison, he believes in the program so much that he was willing to go on a uh, TV show with us in Portland, Oregon, and talked about the, you know, profound difference the dog has made for him. And I I thought that was really remarkable because it isn't, um, you know, he isn't necessarily being written up in a newspaper article or, you know, on the radio, but actually on television where people see who he is. And he just said, you know, that he has brought so many skills from what he's learned in the, in, in the program to the outside world and what a difference it has made in his life. Wow. Oh, that's so touching. I, 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 yeah, I completely agree, yes. Yeah. Wow. It makes sense to me. You know, when we grow up so isolated and angry or whatever um, and we have trouble, it's our dogs that kind of help us come back to center yes. because they need us to be present. They need us to, it's like being with your dog, what else, you, you can't be scattered very much if you're actually giving a lot, giving your, your heart yes. you know, and your attention to your dog and just simply enjoying their presence and being with them. Yes, yes. Like they touch, they touch our heart. They, they help us heal, like you said, like we said earlier. Yes, know? yes. I love that. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, I'm not sure what else to say. I think we've said it all. Ah. It feels really, really sweet. 
Um, so let's see, we've got your website, junecotner.com, and we've got the freedomtales.net um, program. If anyone wants to check those out, you certainly can. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with today, June? Well, um, yeah, probably just you know, one idea is that, um, you know, in the past sometimes we've had um, um, full-breed dogs in addition to mixed-breed dogs, and we, you know, there are, gosh, I think there are four to six million dogs um, and cats who are who can be put down. And I, I would just like to encourage people just to look at considering a mixed breed dog. Um, it's, it's, it's. Um, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a way to save dogs who normally be euthanized and. Yeah. Um, and it was actually my sister and my daughter who encouraged me to to consider adopting a mixed breed dog, and I'm just really so grateful that we did. I just now can't imagine my life without Indy in it. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're quite quite special. Yeah, very very special beings. So yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much, June, for sharing your heart and your love. Oh, it's been delightful talking yeah. with you. I'm delighted at what you're doing, and I know you reach a lot of people, and you could make such a difference and are making such a difference. Oh, thank um, you. For us and our furry fur kids. So, thanks. Oh, well, thank you. All right. Well, um, we'll uh, catch up with you later and let us know when you've got more stuff coming out. All okay. right? Okay. Okay, thanks, Jude. Thank you very much, Val. Sure. Bye. Bye-bye.